Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins. You are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the boards, producing, engineering, but he's got a toothache. So Kevin ain't going to be talking today. So I'm just going to say what's up to Kevin, and y'all just understand that Kevin is silently nodding from his, from his home. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. We are what is what we would call the doldrums of summer summer right because this is the dead time uh for the real sports that people give a damn about i mean i know that i mean hell the nhl has the stanley cup going on right now and we barely give a damn about that however it is surprisingly on every night on the national tv and they even have a dedicated like a pregame show i think on tnt or tbs with wayne gretzky i i am shocked but uh you know now we got you know basketball's over uh, NFL is hasn't even started training camps yet, um, and all we got is baseball. And when all we got is baseball, that means we are stretching for stories to talk about. We are looking under every nook and cranny for anything that will give us some sports relevancy to talk about. But I got something important I would like to talk about this week. I want to talk about transgendered athletes. Yeah, we don't step into that water. But first up, so the NBA finals are over. The Celtics disappointed me and lost me all kinds of money and bragging rights to people. I don't like losing money and bragging rights to. And now the NBA is kind of in a dead period, but not really, because we got a cast of characters that always keep us busy and always keep us entertained. We got the NBA draft. Uh, coming up NBA draft is tonight we're recording this on Thursday it is tonight and I can honestly tell you I've only seen about three of these dudes play in person literally um nobody watches college basketball no more I mean unless you go to that school college basketball has become like uh MLB baseball it's regional it literally is a regional thing or I went to that school and that's why I watch and that's why I cheer it nobody gives a damn about you know it's the tournament you watch the tournament and even the tournament is lackluster now because the players don't have the same just the, the 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 talent level has seemed to drop and the game has just evolved thanks to Steph Curry into a three-point shooting match. And so with that you get a bunch of dudes who come in there for one year and bounce because why would they stay there if they don't have to if they're going to be, you know, NBA draft picks and and prospects and and all that, right? Um that's another thing NBA needs to do. We, we've, I've talked about it before, and it's something that they need to address. They got to get rid of this uh, one and done. It ruins the college basketball game, but it's also not fair to these players. Let these dudes, if they're good enough to come out of high school and go straight to the league and get drafted. And that's why the NBA also started this G League, right? 
right? So people can go there and hone their craft, basically a minor league system, instead of having to go to school that they don't want to be at and being subject to showing up to classes they don't want to be in, studying some course that they have no plan to ever use. And I know people say, well, they're getting a free education. Man, they ain't there for the education. They're there to play basketball and hopefully make it to the NBA. If they don't make it, let them come back and get the education then, okay? But you got these players in this draft now, and, I mean, number one overall pick, they're going back and forth. If the number one overall pick is, is the Orlando Magic, and number two is the, uh, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the two guys being bandied about are Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga and Jabari Smith from Auburn. I've seen both of these dudes play. Neither one of them blew me away, blew me out the water. But I can tell you this much about Chet Holmgren. I'm just glad that dude is not about to be drafted anywhere it's windy. Can you imagine that dude in Chicago? He is paper thin. I mean, literally, that dude, you'd be walking around Chicago and just look up in the air and be like, what's that up there? Oh, man, that's just Chet Holmgren. He'd just be flying up in the air sometimes. He's, you know, he's so, that dude has, there is no way, no how I see him being a star in the NBA. And people are trying to talk him up, talking about, oh, man, he's just got a handle. He can shoot. He's, dog, he's 190 pounds. He's 6'10", 190 pounds, and he played in the West Coast Conference and wasn't even the star of his team. Now, you want to tell me, when the last time a dude got drafted number one overall coming out of college that wasn't the best player on his team? We're going off of, literally, people are trying to talk themselves into Chet Holmgren. They're comparing him to Kevin Durant. Uh, they're comparing him to, to anybody that's thin, and they hope that he can become something. They're comparing him to Dirk Nowitzki, all that jazz. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. But I heard one comparison today that sounds and looks just about right on. Sean Bradley. A big dude who's thin as hell and ain't really, I mean, he's got, I guess he's got a handle, but I watched this dude at Gonzaga and there was a big difference when they played against San Francisco, which I watched on ESPN, when they played against Santa Clara, when they played against St. Mary's, when they played against Pepperdine. Yeah. When you played against the West coast conference in these schools with no blue chip talent, it's different when you get to the tournament and you playing up against the Auburns and you playing up against the North Carolinas and the Dukes. Because when they got to the tournament and they played some real people, that dude was unplayable. He couldn't guard anybody and he couldn't score on anybody. He was in foul trouble every game they played, which is why they got knocked out early when they were the favorites to win the whole damn thing. Unplayable in the tournament because the dude just ain't got no bricks in his back pocket. So you telling me that dude is going to come to the league and do what? I mean, ain't no, ain't no Pepperdines in the NBA. Ain't no, ain't no San Francisco, <laughs> ain't no University of San Francisco's in the NBA. He gonna be playing against dogs every night, and that's just a recipe for disaster. So if I'm Orlando, I'm running the hell away from that pick. Ain't no way I'm taking that dude. I'm taking Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith at least has an NBA ready body, you know, freshman. But at least he's got an NBA ready body, and you could add some, some, some skills to that game. Boy's got a jumper already, and he's 6'10". That's a real Kevin Durant comparison. And when you throw Chet Holmgren and Kevin Durant in the same conversation, that's just disrespectful. Kevin Durant, as a freshman, led University of Texas to the NCAA tournament and was the nation's player of the year. Chet Holmgren wasn't even, was nowhere close. Nowhere even close. I mean, the, the kid averaged 10 points a game. Are you, are you kidding me? 
you, you, you're joking me. I mean, that's, that's all I can think of. People are joking when they're saying that Chet Holmgren, he's got a 51% chance to be an all-star. And how do we even come up with that? That uh, that, How do we even come up with that measurement? ESPN has been showing that all week. 51% chance of making an all-star team. Uh, Jay Nivey, uh, 42% chance of making an all-star team. How they, who, 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 who they got to do to Miss Cleo making these protections? How do you know? How, how do you even get a number? That's what's so ridiculous about the draft and all this stuff. So I don't really give a damn about the draft. Only thing I care about is seeing, you know, who's going to talk themselves into taking Chet Holmgren. And there's one other player that is kind of intriguing. Uh, there's a dude from Serbia. And get this. His name is Nikola Jovic. <laughs> not, not, not the Nikola Jokic, also from Serbia, who plays for the Nuggets. There's a Nikola Jovic from Serbia. 610, right? And I'm telling you, listen to me, the superstition, the predictions, the fantasy, all these GMs and NBA dudes are going to talk themselves into thinking that just one little letter is the only difference between them two dudes, right? Somebody's going to take Jovic and think, man, hey, he from Serbia, it's just one different letter, he's 610, it's going to work. No, it ain't. That's Jovic. Jokic is the MVP of the league. Jovic is a dude that's going to come up and take roster space. and He's going to end up playing back overseas in a couple of years. <laughs> Just trust me on that. Um, but besides the draft, we got news about everybody's favorite point guard, Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Irving is in the news and talks because he's at an impasse with the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets about uh, his future and what he's going to do. Um, and it's just comical because... Kyrie owns the Nets. I mean, he he literally owns the Nets. Not literally, I'm just saying. He figuratively, he owns the Nets. Because if you remember, when Kyrie, when, when, they, when Kyrie got to the Nets, Kyrie showed up to the Nets, said he wanted to come there. And he was coming there, and he was bringing Kevin Durant with him. Right? I'm bringing possibly the best player in the world with me when I come here. They didn't have to recruit him. They didn't have to go get him. They have to do nothing. Kyrie Irving just showed up and said, I want to play for the Nets, and my homeboy coming with me. Who's your homeboy? Kevin Durant. What? So now they've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. However, when they got Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant had to sit out for a year because he's coming off of the, the torn Achilles tendon, right? So they get Kyrie for a year. He plays, yada, yada, does okay. They get knocked out um, in the first round of the playoffs. Then the second year is when we had the bubble, right? Uh, Kyrie opts not to play in the bubble sits out okay the next year we get Kyrie um with KD and they make it to uh what they make it to the to the conference finals I believe against the Milwaukee Bucks I think that was there yeah I think I think yeah, yeah. conference finals against the Milwaukee Bucks loss right or the second round second round and loss this year Kyrie refuses to get the vaccine mandate and what happens? He misses half the damn season, only plays in 29 games. And then they lose in the first round of the playoffs, getting swept by the Boston Celtics. And after that, Kyrie says, I'm sticking around with my man, KD. I couldn't leave KD. You know, we're going to talk about some things. We're going to figure out how to make this organization. We all going to sit down, me, Joe, Sean, Steve. We all going to sit down and make sure we're on the right page and make things happen. Like he is the owner of the team because in effect, that's what he is. 
The Brooklyn Nets said at the beginning of the whole vaccine mandate and, and, and uh, Kyrie not being able to play that they were not going to have any part-time players on their team. That's what they were not going to do. But what happened? They started losing. Kevin Durant got a little hurt. And all of a sudden, the Brooklyn Nets changed their tune. They welcomed back Kyrie with open arms. And you know what that did? That told Kyrie, I own you. Y'all said you wasn't going to do this, and now this is what you're doing, right? You told me this wasn't the line to cross. He stuck his big toe over it, and then he leaped over the damn line. And now the Nets are in trouble because what do you do? Now, Kyrie has a player option. He can opt out right now. He can opt out June 29th. He can opt out or opt in. Opts out, he's a free agent. He can test the market. Opts in, he gets $36 million. And then next year, the Brooklyn Nets... Uh, have to have this year. They have to figure out what they want to do as far as long term contract or whatever, right? But if he opts out, then he's on the free agent market. Anybody could try to come get this dude, and that forces the Brooklyn Nets to have to pony up. So what are we going to do? Are we going to give this dude an extension? Or are we going to even not? Don't let him opt out. Let's just give him an extension right now. Let's not even go through the opt out, opt in, any of that. Here, we'll just give you a long term deal. But the problem with giving him a long term deal is you don't know if Kyrie Irving is going to play long term games for you. <laughs> you just he he's been there for three seasons and played less than 50 percent of the team's games less than 50 percent of the team's games why because he owns them he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do and i'm i can look at this right now and tell you exactly how it's going to play out because he owns this kind of leverage with them they're going to cave the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to cave and give Kyrie the money he wants because if he leaves, guess who else is going to look at leaving? Even though he's on a contract for the next two years, Kevin Durant is going to start looking for somewhere else to go because he only came there. Why? Because, because Ky Kyrie came. And Kyrie said, hey, let's go to the Nets. And let's make this thing crack. Now Kyrie bouncing, and you stuck there with, with Ben Simmons, even though I like Ben Simmons, but, but what you going to do with Ben Simmons? KD is going to get blown out again. And we already know KD ain't for not being any winning environment and a chance to win. He bounced out of Oklahoma City Thunder because he couldn't win there. Went to Golden State, won, but he won with somebody else's team. And now he want to go have his own team and try to win, and he can't win there, so he's going to try to find somewhere else to go. Kyrie is running the show here. They are going to cave and give him this money because the other options are, okay, Kyrie opts in and we try to find a trade. If they could find a trade that would be worth something to him, I could see the Brooklyn Nets doing that, right? And all the talk as soon, and we know this, as soon as there's a big time free agent or somebody that could possibly be traded, everybody said, oh, he going to the Lakers. Lakers, 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 because we got to find a way to keep LeBron in the news and all that stuff. And the Lakers relevant because the Lakers are the most popular team in the NBA. We got to do something to keep the Lakers on the front page and LeBron on the front page. But the Lakers can't do nothing with him unless the Nets were willing to take Russell Westbrook, which that would mean they are the dumbest franchise in the league. Nobody's taking Russell's $42, $44 million salary. What? Hell no. That would be the only way he could get there. Or if he opted out, if Kyrie opted out of his contract with the Nets, he could come to the Lakers and the Lakers have a $6 million taxpayer incentive that they could pay Kyrie. And there are people on TV pondering this as if this is something that Kyrie might actually do. And I know why they're pondering it, because Kyrie seems to come off like he's aloof and a little cuckoo. And he might not be about the money because he stands on principle. He stood on principle with the vaccine mandate and all that stuff. Right. He, he wasn't going to do it. It's about the principalities of the whole thing. 
But I'll tell you what principalities don't do. Principalities can't be deposited into your bank account. And Kyrie lost, I want to say, about $17 million last year because he didn't play in, the, uh, in half the games. And he's scheduled to make 36 this year, but he's going to opt out and only take six. So now you're going to tell me that dude in two years lost $47 million? I don't know what, what where, where y'all do math or where, where, where you've been and went to school, but uh, that ain't the thing to be doing. I mean, people ain't trying to be losing out on $47 million. Kyrie ain't no billionaire. And I don't know the man's pockets. I, I ain't trying to count the man's pockets, but I'll tell you this. He ain't trying to lose $47 million. That is just ridiculous. It ain't happening. He ain't opting out and coming to the Lakers for no $6 million. If the Lakers could find a way to trade for him, Kyrie could be over here. But he ain't about to be losing no more damn money. Hell, he already is losing his Nike contract, which is strange because I thought that he had one of the better selling shoes. But apparently, Nike like deuces, kick rocks. So, Kyrie, to the Lakers, y'all can stop with all that noise. It ain't happening unless there's a trade going on. Um, And... Good Lord, please, if somebody would take Russell Westbrook's contract from the Lakers, I will go outside and dance butt naked in the streets. Hold me to it. If somebody is willing to take that contract from the Lakers, I will go outside and dance butt naked in the streets. I ain't really going to do that. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. That would be a miracle for somebody to take that. And there have been some rumblings that the Oklahoma City Thunder, where uh, Westbrook had his glory years, they would take him back for a one-year like ceremonial season or something like that. And that could be dope. I could see that happening because that's the only place that dude ever is really going to get any love is the wasteland that is Oklahoma City, right? They put a statue out there of, of uh, Russell Westbrook of Oklahoma City because he is the greatest thing to ever happen to them. And by far, he's the only draw for that damn franchise. Nobody else is coming there. That dude has history. He could go back, sell some tickets, and have like a, you know, a farewell tour if he was to retire after this season. Who knows? But Kyrie ain't coming to the Lakers. The draft picks this year ain't going to change the fortunes of your franchise. And if you see something floating up in the air, look up. It just might be Chet Holmgren. You be listening. I'm probably right. I'll be back after the break. So this week is a landmark week in uh, the United States. Um, Surprisingly, all involving one president that a lot of people hate. (laughs) Um, Richard Nixon. This week is a watershed week for Richard Nixon. He has since passed away. Uh, But June 17th, 1972, uh, it was the infamous Watergate Hotel break-in, ordained by one Richard Nixon. A week later, June 23rd, Richard Nixon signed Title IX IX into activity. Um, And basically, it was an extension of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that added protections for discrimination against discrimination in sports uh and in in athletics and especially collegiate sports for women i mean for for minorities and disabled okay surprisingly (laughs) nixon actually did something good for this damn country right because title nine has lasted to this day it's the 50th anniversary um and it has just been remarkable for women athletes and disabled athletes because it allowed them it allowed it, it made schools create more opportunities for women minorities 
and uh, disabled to be able to compete in sports. And it helped bring up college admissions for for women, uh, minorities and disabled. Right. Because there's more things for them to do at college. I mean, a lot of times college is about the things you get to do and the activities you get to have while you're at school. If there's more activities and more more fun for you to have and more things you, for you to be involved in, that's more likely to want make you want to go to college. So before then, there was, you know, there were, weren't, women were going to college, but there weren't any, you know, um, extra incentives for them to, you know, to, to be excited about going there besides going there to get an education and learning how to bake or, you know, be moms or, or be wives. Right. But now they had something and some athletic endeavor to achieve or strive for. And it's been building throughout the years. But the one thing that Title IX did not foresee and does not include, well, now it has been, it's been pushed out to include, but it never started with the inclusion of transgender people, right? Transgender men or women. Because in 1972, that wasn't a topic that was on the table. Not definitely went on the table for Richard Nixon, but for the country as a whole. But here we are today in 2022, and that is a topic of discussion because we've got a couple of transgender athletes who are making headlines, right? You had Leah Thomas, uh, I believe, from the University of Pennsylvania, who won uh, the NCAA Division I championship in the 500, uh, 500 meter freestyle in swimming. And that sparked a whole big debate of whether or not transgender athletes should be able to compete with uh, the single sex athletes, right? Like women or if transgender uh, women should be able to play, compete with biological women. Should, should transgender men be able to compete with biological men? You've even got to the point now where there are, I think, I believe there's 20, 20 states that have tried to uh, put forth legislation that would not include or allow transgendered people, men or women, to engage in sports with the biological sex that they have transgendered to. And this is absolutely ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is and what the issue is. And because people are making it such a hot button topic. Whenever there's a law that's put into place anywhere, it's always and only to subjugate somebody, to tell somebody what or wh what, what they cannot or can do. That is all the law is for. It's telling people what they can or cannot do. And here we are again. These states, these lawmakers trying to tell people what they can and what they cannot do when it literally does no harm to the masses. Absolutely no harm to the masses. We've made a big deal about Leah Thomas winning a uh, championship in Division One sports. Do you know any other transgendered athletes that are killing the game because they have an advantage because they used to be a man and now they're competing against women? Where else is that happening in, in sports, right? In these 20 states, where is this happening that is such a big deal? It's not. And and all it is is basically just raining down, you know, just raining down negativity on these people, literally. Like, why? Why are we doing all this for the the outlier of an athlete that actually does well in this sport? Because all it can really do is embolden and help people like them who are younger than them, who are looking forward to their future. 
That's all it does. It emboldens these people to reach higher and think that they can do better or do more. Do you understand how hard it must be? Like I've literally during the during the um during the lockdown and there was the whole, you know, the uh Breonna Taylor and George Floyd uh, uprisings that happened in the United States and the civil disrest that was going on because of those moments. Um, and people just came together, right? And I was out in the streets and I, I started a, a protest movement with some people. And I got to hang out with people from all walks of life. I got to listen to and hear stories of, of transgender people. I got to listen to and hear stories from a lot of people from the LGBTQ community. And all it did was it, it gave me empathy because you never know what somebody's going through until you actually hear their story or, or humanize them to your face and to yourself. And I can't imagine how strong somebody has to be to be born in a body in a world where they don't think they belong and suffer through that, suffer through the ridicule. And you can understand how, how just get online, get on Twitter, get on YouTube and see the trash that people say to people every day. Imagine having to go through that your whole life because you felt you were born a different way. These people are some of the strongest people you will ever meet, the most fearless people you will ever meet. But not all of them are, are fearless and strong. Some of them are being broken by the comments and, and the negativity and these states trying to make laws to keep them out. Hell, do you remember that North Carolina had a, a, a ban where they couldn't even go to the bathroom, acting like just because they were going to the bathroom, they're going to be some kind of sexual predators, right? That, that these transgender people are just all sexual predators. So they can't be going to these bathrooms because there'll be, uh, there'll be trouble there. But when you give these people opportunity and you shine a light and allow them to compete and allow them to do things like regular people get to do because they are regular as well. They just aren't like you and I. You show the younger generation, you show younger people that it's OK to be who they are and be who they want to be. So this whole trying to keep the 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 sports separate. Stop with all that, man. Like, it's not like we've got some wave of, of, of guys just deciding, hey, man, I want to be the WNBA stars. And people always bring that example up. Well, if LeBron decided one day, I'm just going to be a woman. I'm going to go play in the WNBA. Yeah, but LeBron's not doing that. So your, your, your analogy is stupid. It's not happening. It's not happening. So why are we even worried about it? Why are we making a big deal about this? Why are you guys going and trying to make laws for this? One swimmer. And all of a sudden, it's a national outrage. People are upset. I mean, Laurel Hubbard of New Zealand was in the women's weightlifting event at a 2020 Summer Olympics. You know who that is? No, you don't. You don't. Because it's not a big deal. That's one. Right? And some of these states, I believe Utah, the governor of Utah threw it out. Because he's like, we've got four transgender athletes in the entire state. Why are we making a law for four people? It's ridiculous. And I just challenge anybody listening to this to open your mind, open your heart, and think differently about the world. Everybody ain't got to be like you. There are people going through different things every day, people in different realities than you are. 
Put yourself in their shoes. Imagine what it must feel like. And all they want is some kind of hope or some beacon of light somewhere that's saying, hey, keep going. You can do this. You can be this. You can be that. But we try to stop them when we put roadblocks in front of them everywhere they go. You just keep beating them down. So I'm all for transgender athletes and being allowed to compete. If they can compete and do what they want and, and on, a, on a high level, let them. Who cares? Let them. Let's see. Now, if if one day LeBron decides I'm a woman, I'm going to go play in the WNBA, then I might have a problem with that. Then we can talk about that, okay? But until then, shut the hell up and let people be who they are. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment. But please don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland with the toothache is running the boards, engineering and producing. Thank you so much, brother. Yo, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.